Hello friends, Tony Gonzalez here, your host of Wellness For You. I talk about your stress style, identifying it, and finding ways to relieve your stress daily. Today, I'm super excited to, t- to yet again talk to a friend who is willing to just spill the beans, you know, on stress, how it affects us, and how his life as a first responder has evolved, right? So before I do that, Y'all remember what I, what your stress style is, right? It is identifying the ways the stress affects us. And then not only identifying it, but also uh, finding ways to relieve our stress daily. As first responders, more specifically as police officers, it is difficult sometimes to decompress and to release stress. And it's important for people to realize that we are human and that these things over and over and over again affect us. And as all of us out here as a collective, as family, as friends, when you notice things, stop the person and say, hey, do you need anything? Do you, can I help you with something? You never know what that's going to do for that person. So without further ado, I want to talk to you about my friend here, Sergio. He has been a police officer for quite a few years. I want to turn it over to him so he can introduce himself to you all and tell you a little bit about himself. So Sergio, thank you so much for doing this. Not a problem. How's everybody doing? All right. I don't know why I'm expecting responses on that. Anyway. <laughs> That's, I love, I love, I love that it's, it's us and we are like, we're like, whatever. <laughs> In true real time, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's saying they're doing well. <laughs> Outstanding. So, uh, yeah, so my name's Serge, Sergio. I just prefer Serge. Uh, so I've been a police officer for a little over five years now. Um, so I'm a police officer in the town that I grew up in. You know, I went to high school there, everything like that. Um, come from a law enforcement family. My dad was, you know, in the town that I worked in for 32 years. Um, and it's just something that, I, something that I always wanted to do. I remember hearing, like, you know, stories about my dad. You know, I would hear him tell these stories and, you know, nothing was better than, you know, going out in public or going out in town with my dad and, you know, seeing the rapport, seeing the, you know, how everybody is, you know, goes out of the way to say hello to him. Yeah. Everybody knows him as Poppy. Yeah, I know fan. him as Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> So I remember seeing that and I'm like, wow, you know what? Everybody knows Poppy, like everybody, everybody likes Poppy. Like that's, you know, he kind of set the bar and uh, kind of like what I wanted to, wanted to do. So being anything other than a cop really was not really, didn't really, wasn't really appealing to me. So, and the other thing too, you know, I'll be honest, I would hear him tell the stories, the horror stories of the, the terrible things that he's seen. And I would hear like his callous mentality towards this stuff yeah. and, or his callous demeanor and I'm like, that's badass. Like yeah. I, I want, I want to be able to talk about these things. Like, like, like it's nothing like he does. Yeah. So that was one of the things that was kind of, you know, a, a, an added bonus. Where it's like, wow, you know, my dad just speaks about this nonchalant. Um, but at any rate, so ultimately, you know, started as a dispatcher, class one, class two, and you know, ultimately got hired. And yeah, yeah I, I tell everybody, you know, it's the, it's the best job. And to be honest, I don't even. I don't like saying that it's a job because yeah. it's a profession. We yeah. have to be professionals. It's something we have to do, you know, not only during the work week, but outside of work. Absolutely. So, you know, that was just something that was really, really, uh, really big with me. But uh, I think it's great. And I think it's great that you wanted to be in this job because listen, not everybody wants to do this kind of work. 
and not everybody wants to put themselves out there and we do put ourselves out there so i think it's really commendable that you listen to your father and even though you heard those horror stories and how it was affecting him you still wanted to serve and i think that's amazing that you wanted to do that i was a it was a long road but i got there and but yeah that was it was a big selling point for me just you know being able to not to sound cheesy, but being able to help people. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to a class where they talk about stress. Yeah. And it couldn't have come at a more perfect time um, because, you know, shortly after this class, you know, we, we had that, that we're going to yeah. call it the critical incident. You yeah. Know, it was a critical incident um, that you, me, and, and a couple other officers went to. And it was something that, I'll be, it was two years ago, almost two years ago. Yeah. And it forever changed my life. It did. Um, you know, I've, I've before I even jump into that, um, one thing I was thinking about is, you know, in this in this class, they tell you that the people that are happiest are the people that are in public service. That's right. People that make it a career, a choice, or a career choice to help others. Um, and I think back to um, when I was in high school. When I was in high school, I had a wrestling coach. This was kind of like my first experience with, with really having to deal right. with stress uh, as almost an adult. Um, so I had this wrestling coach, he would bring me to wrestling tournaments, to practices, drive home after practices, everything like that. Um, while I was in high school, he actually ended up committing suicide. Oh my gosh, and I'm so was, sorry. No, it's all right, it's all right. It's, it's been, we're in 2000, it's, oh my God, it's been 18 years. Yeah, but you know, it's years. still something that is raw, you know? Yeah, but um, I had such a hard time dealing with that as, you know, as a teenager being 14 years old, where I said, Oh my God, like this is, this is, this is terrible. Like how do mm -hmm. I deal with this? And I had, it, it was, it was trial and error as far as dealing with that stress. Um, well, nobody really stops to talk about right. these incidents, especially when we, uh, when we're growing up, it, it's taboo. People, people, when they talk about stress or suicide or mental illness or anything, it's right. very taboo. And I just want to say this interview is in real time, people and you hear a lot of things in the background, it is a baby. And yes. I love the sound of this baby walking around. <laughs> and he's so good. He looks just like Sergio when he was a baby because I've known Sergio forever. <laughs> so I'm trying to find this, uh, trying to find this, this one, this one, I guess, poem. Yeah, no. So you said a lot uh, about the stress and the, and the impact that it had on you on this and this this coach that your first experience with trauma really is when this coach commits suicide and right. that's that change that changed you quite a bit and it made you question why did this happen right, right absolutely. And, and it took you into those I call them questions that I can't answer but they affect me right right the, so talk a little bit about that so I mean, I'll never forget the day I was, we were coming back from a wrestling match and we're on the bus and the coach tells us and it like, I just, I like, I felt it immediately mm -hmm. and I kind of refused to get off the bus and, you know, for, for years after, for a long time after it was, it was kind of hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm sorry that that did. I can't imagine. Now, did the school provide anything for you guys to, no, 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 to no, talk no, he to? wasn't, he was actually, he was a volunteer coach. Yeah. So but he, still. he kind of just helped out, but he, he is, you know. The, the big turning point was uh, once he 
once we went to the memorial and everything like that, they give us the, uh, the, the, the memorial cards. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I came across this poem. And this poem, mm, you know, changed my life. Changed yeah. my life. So it's a poem by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it's, it goes like, well. Yeah, let's read it. Says, to laugh, to laugh often and much. To win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children. To earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends. To appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition. To know you have lived, to know even one life has breathed easier because you've lived, this is to have succeeded. And that right there, after seeing that, I said, you know what? I'm gonna start coaching. Yeah. So you change your life. Absolutely. And that was, you know, that was the like a big selling point for me. That was something that I had to coaching was something that was one of the ways that ultimately I ended up really good stress. You know, being able and you know the town that we work in, the town that I grew up in, we have those that have checkered pass. You know, that you're gonna get that in every town. Yeah, yeah. But to be able to, you know, see these young wrestlers, they come in, I mean, of the guys that I've coached, you know, three of them are police officers in our yeah. town. Which is which is great. Like that mm-hmm. kind of makes me feel like. Well, I, that no, my that's job. huge. <laughs> that's huge. So, you 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 really are an amazing human, and most most people that I talk to um, that want to talk about stress, they're very amazing humans. They touch, they 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 see things in a different light. What I'm saying with you is, you from an early age have been very in tune with not only people but the stress and how it affects different people. And that's why you went into this serving, serving others, right. you're coaching, you're doing all these things. And when when you say that you got into coaching to help others, it's because someone did it for you. Absolutely, yep. It, right? It's kind of like he set the bar and you know, I see the impact that he had on me and being able to you know, pay it forward. That's I'm amazing. Of that. And you're um, still paying it forward because being coaching. a listen, being a first responder, being a coach, all these things are serving. They're serving right. your you're serving the people out here. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, we're serving. We're we're putting ourselves out here every single day. Now, we put ourselves out there in danger, but our but there's other forms that it affects us, and that is through stress, right? Absolutely. And I think you and I have had this conversation quite a few times, and you mentioned the incident that happened about two years ago. And that was very traumatic, right? Yeah. So we'll touch, we'll, we'll go back to it. Mm-hmm. I, wanna, I wanna ask you, besides coaching, how else do you relieve your stress? I'm thinking about you know, what matters most to me. I'm, as, as far as stress management, I'm, I don't think that there's, it's not like, you know, we have attorney general guidelines in our field. We right. have SOPs, we have all these rules and regulations and everything like that. Well, stress is something that it's, it's what may affect one person may not affect That's the right. next person. It's very original in that sense where everybody's going to have their own ways of, of dealing with stress. There is, it's not like you just open up a handbook and you know, right. turn the page. 374 and mm-hmm. say hey you know what this is how I deal with stress right and you know it's 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 trial and error there's no there's no format for it or That's anything right. like that it's just trial and error you know even you know now you know I, I'm still finding ways you know mm-hmm. just recently you know you know the whole after you know, the, the critical incident we were exposed to that was something where you know after that happened it, immediately after that happened there was no 
time for even the adrenaline dump or anything no. like that. It was just, the adrenaline no. didn't even hit me until, I want to say, 11.45 on my way home from work. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, I remember driving home and gripping the steering wheel and my hands just trembling yeah. and, you know, heart rate getting up. And then you're just like, what just happened today? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you kind of have that moment where you're like, excuse my language, folks, but holy shit. Yeah, no. You know? <laughs> no, it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, there's a lot of things that happen uh, that day. There's a lot of things that happen that day. And of course, you and I know that it was really crazy. I think one of the hardest parts for all of us is not only what happened, but how to deal with it, okay? And there's this little elephant in the room, I don't know how to say it, where it's not okay to say, hey, that really bothered me, or hey, I couldn't sleep for a couple days, or hey, I really feel like absolute crap. There's all these things that stop us from really seeking others and asking for help, right? Myself included, I'm not gonna lie to you, why do you think I got so into this? My passion, this became my passion about two years ago, all right? I was talking about stress and stuff, but my passion, this became my passion because I myself could not deal with a lot of the things that I saw that day. It's the truth, yeah. you know? And the reason that I wanted to start talking about it is because, you know what? I want other people to put a face behind the things that we right. deal with. I wanted people to say, hey, you know what? That girl's pretty, because a lot of people think nothing affects me, but that's BS. I'm human, right? I wanted people to see, hey, listen, this girl, she's she's going through something. It's okay to talk about it because it is okay to talk about it. Absolutely. And that's what got me into this. And you know that because you and I have had many conversations. Um, What what would would I like to see? What would I like to see is the same things that you would like. And and, and let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I mean, about that day or what? I mean, the biggest thing, I mean, we, as police officers and first responders, we train, we train, we train, Mm -hmm. we train and we, we prepare for something that we hope never happens and it's almost like you know the day that it happens it, it, it's thankfully I've had I'm, I'm very thankful for the training that I have um you know I, I mean I, I have to say I have to say the guy's name but Staff Sergeant Simmons, Sergeant Valentine and Sergeant Hyman gave me the best training I've Good. ever received and you know I've had on my brush with a few critical incidents and the training I got from those guys in the Marine Corps 100% saved my life saved my career absolutely just that that's training. That's training for our job, training for our profession. What we, what we, the things that we may encounter, and you know, the things that we have encountered. There is no training on stress. Nope. It's trial and error. You know, what's gonna work is, is, is you know, like I have a little gym downstairs in the basement. You know, I yep. go downstairs and you know, beat the hell out of my body. You know, do do my push-ups, my pull-ups. Um, all my, my, my workouts, everything like that. Well, you know, that is how we deal with stress, right? Exactly. It's relieving. So yep. let's let's stop for two seconds. And you know what my your, the, the whole thing about your stress style, and I think you've heard it before, and I'm not trying to beat it up, you know, like no, over sorry. and over again. So your stress style is your mind, body, and then mind, body combination, right? Right. So you know, when you feel, when you work out, you feel stress in your body, right? right. So you're the mind kind of person. You could be a mind body kind of a combo. I am the type of person that feels it. I worry a lot, right? So it's a mind, it's a mind thing. It affects my mind. So how you relieve stress is through working out, right? 
How I relieve stress is through reading a book or watching a movie or even uh, puzzles or things like that and even walking or whatever. So each person has a way of relieving their stress once they identify how it is that they deal with it. You are pretty in tune with your body. You know you're an athlete. So you know that after a stressful day, if I'm not feeling too great, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to do a workout, which is huge. You're like 20 steps ahead of everyone else. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people out here that don't know how to do that. And that is why it's this, you sitting with us, with me today, talking about this and, uh, and people listening to this is huge. It, it's going to impact a lot of different people. You know why? Because a lot of people don't know that how they register stress in their bodies. And they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm the same way as Sergio, or I'm the same way as Tony, or maybe I'm both. Maybe I'm, right. I'm I, I feel it both, and there's other ways to relieve my stress, okay. right? So yeah, so I didn't want to cut you off, but no, I just okay. want to talk about that. No, I, I, well, that's right. no and, and you know, even even now, you know, I'm, I'm 32 years old. We get exposed to the, the stressful incidents all the time, yeah. And it's almost like after those critical incidents, it's almost you know. Not to say like we're, you know. You could say we're numb. We're we 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 numb out. Right. In a in a sense, yeah. Where it's just like you know, mm-hmm. like even now, like responding to calls, it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, Here it may go. be hectic, but yeah. at the end of the day, you're like, this isn't as hectic as that one day. And it's almost yep. like you just compare it, go through the motions, but it's like you you're you you have a hard time processing it. Um, you know, we're, it's like, it's almost like we're looking for that next big adrenaline rush. Yes. And, you know, part of me, I was like, you know what? I, I don't, I don't like that feeling. Like yeah. I, it's almost like I'm becoming numb. And now I'm like, you know what? I remember I used to like my dad's callous outlook. Like I don't, now I'm like, uh. That's actually a great thing. Man. Not to want to be that way. Not to be, and uh, yeah. The, the funny thing is, you know, my, when, when I left work this morning, my mom, she came, she watched babies. My wife and I had work. And, uh, she came in and she's like. I slept horrible last night. I'm like, why? She goes, well, she's like, dad, middle of the night, wakes up, wakes up, you know, kicking, wakes up. He falls uh, out of bed because he internalizes all that stuff. Yeah. And he's, you know, and this is, this is my theory on it, but you know, he's internalized the things that he saw over a long of course. 32 year career and just kind of, you know, didn't pay it any mind. And he had that. And that's that generation too, where it's just like, you know, yep. you, know you don't talk about it. It happened. You know, suck it up and keep yep, going. Absolutely. And in a sense, yeah, you know, we have to do that. Um, we do, but there's got to be. Uh, it's up to us to 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 change that. It's right. up to us to start helping each other out and actually talking about it. And this right. is, we take steps every day um, in doing that. And even us, as small as this is right here, us talking about it, it is building steps for other people it's going to be okay for someone to talk about it with a friend and it's going to be okay for someone to say hey you know what that really freaking sucked you know what and i don't really like feeling like that way because you know what you saying you don't like to feel that way that's huge sergio i'm the same way i don't want to ever feel like that but you know what this job has has done this to us you know what i mean but we must take care of it we must take care of it I think the best way to take care of it is taking care of each other. That's you right. Know, as, as cheesy as that may sound, but it's not know, cheesy at all. After after that critical incident, you know, we would you know we would text each other, we yes. call each other. Hey, how are you today? Yep. How's it going today? How are you feeling today? Everything's good. You know, I can't tell you how many conversations you know between 
you, me, and the other Toronto yep. like we, 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 we spoke about it. Yeah, we and did. And that's the thing, it doesn't matter, you know, you, you don't do it, you're not doing it for a, a badge of honor or anything no. like that. You're not doing it for a paper handshake. You're doing it because you're taking care of your, your fellow officers. That's right. You're taking care of those that are, that are in it with you. That that's for right. 40 hours a week, you know, and that's, that's, that's a huge thing where, you know, every single time, like my, my biggest thing is, so I'm, I'm a field training officer. And I tell everybody that I train, anybody that, you know, whether it be a special, whatever, right. or even an intern, I tell them all the time, the same spiel. I'm not a know-it-all. I'll never pretend to be a know-it-all. Anybody that says or acts like they're a know-it-all is full of shit. Yeah. But if there's something I, I know, it's going to help you do the job better, help keep you safe, 100% I'm going to pay it forward. That's right. And one of the things that, I, one of the ways that I do that is if I know that the guys in our department, if I know that there was a critical incident that they were exposed to, you know, whether, especially junior officers and nothing against the older guys, I check up on those guys too. That's right. But if there's, you know, if there's any kind of critical incident, I make sure, you know, if, as soon as they get to work, I'll shoot them and I find out what happened, shoot them a text, yeah. call them, hey, listen, I know you saw some pretty jacked up stuff. Are you good? Do you want to, you know, if you want to talk about it, mm-hmm. my phone's always on. Yeah. And, and, you know, just that one little, that, that, 15, 30 second phone call. Yes. You know, has has gone a long way. I, 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 and that's huge. We got we got to take care of each other. Absolutely. So the the biggest thing, I think, and when when I talk to other officers and I talk to other first responders, is we have this persona that we are uh, tough and and we're supposed to be the best. We are supposed to be the best, the toughest, and nothing's supposed to penetrate. We're not made out of armor. And one of the biggest things is, including myself, is admitting that there's something not right or that you don't feel well and that you feel upset. And that must change. You know why? Because as humans, we are not meant to see what we see in a day. Right. That alter. I was reading an article today. Someone posted on a, on a site how trauma of, uh, changes the brain. Right. Yes, it does. Yep. Now, imagine doing that for 25, 30 years. Right. It has changed your the, the the chemistry of your brain. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a therapist. I'm not any of those things. But I can tell you one thing. I sit and read article after article. I'm thinking to myself, how how many times does this have to be written about for people to realize that we must train our officers to deal with trauma and we right. must train them. We must train them from the beginning so they know an outlet so they can release it. This must be done from the beginning. Yeah, it's, Listen, it's huge. I'm, we take steps right now just by talking about this. Listen, wellness does not belong to anyone. It belongs to all of us, okay? And no matter what is done from here, from this point on, I know that you and I will not leave this alone. I'm not going to leave it alone. I'm going to continue going until it is really a big issue and, and, and a good issue, okay? Right. And that we all take care of each other. Whichever police department it is, it doesn't have to be just ours. It's right. whoever is out here listening to yeah, it. Absolutely. You know? It's, 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 a huge, it's, it's huge. And it's something that, like you said, it's something that no one wants to talk, no one wants to talk about. It. No. No one wants to talk about it because you don't want to seem like you're soft. You don't want to seem right. like, you know, like you're just some, some crying boot, you know? I, I've only got five years on. I got five years. Five years is enough. Trust five me. Year, yeah. And it's funny because, you know, going through the hiring process, you know, some of the guys say, you know, are you happy to be here? I say, yeah. Give it five years. I'm in my five year mark. Yeah. I, I love it. I tell anybody that asks, you know, what's the job like? I tell them we get paid to do cool stuff, help people put on a uniform and play adult tag. Yeah. 
Yep. I love it. I, I'm 23 years in and I mean, I still love the job. I still feel passion for it. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know? and then, you know, if you look at guys like, like, uh, um, two, two for eight, two for eight when he was retiring. Yeah. Uh, he, he loved it. Yeah. Uh, he loved it. And I remember sitting there thinking, cause he was, you know, when he was in his, in his last few years, uh, before retiring, he, you know, he said, you know, it, it's great. He's like, you know, have, have fun, enjoy it. And he goes, you know, you, you have a long It has a shelf life. <laughs> oh, absolutely, it does. Yeah. But I remember sitting there thinking, and I'm like, because we're doing a prisoner transport, and I remember sitting there thinking, like, I hope to God that I have the same mentality that this man has yeah. when he's when he's getting ready to retire, or when I'm getting ready to retire. And, you know, so far, you know, it, if you don't like the way something is, change it. Yeah. And with, with, with stress, well, guess what? It's completely, it, it's original. It, yeah. it's, it's based on each person. We, you know your body. You know what how to you know what's going to make you feel better you know and sometimes we we fall into the trap where you know whether it be alcohol or yeah. whatever the case may be and you know now i'll tell you right now i i, I told you the other day i'm, I'm not well you know no how boss. i feel about it no more you know you know you know there's so many things out here that affect us especially as first responders and you you have really much, have been hitting that nail on the head alcohol uh, there's um, other things that we do to abuse our bodies. You know, that is... Are you talking about tattoos? No, tattoos. Okay, no, okay. tattoos. <laughs> Let me tell you, they hurt. I'm not going to lie because I'm a punk when it comes to that. I was like, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. And you know what? It's faded. Okay, whatever. <laughs> not dealing with it. But um, no, but you never know. That might be another way, you know. Um, just the, all those things are ways, and I'm not a doctor, but there's ways... That people numb out, and there's people that that ways that people um, medicate themselves, and right. you know and that it's that not always right. it isn't always right. And the the example that I've used before, because I've been interviewed as well, and you know you kind of cringe and you're like get a little scared when you talk about the truth, but when you are dealing with trauma and you're dealing with a lot of bad incidents, naturally. As a group, you say, hey, you know what? Let's all go out after, right? Yep. And then we go and we have a couple drinks, right? Mm -hmm. And then it becomes, hey, you want to have another drink? Sure, sure, whatever. And then after every incident, you wind up having a drink. Some people can't deal with that. Some people can have a hard time with it. And what happens is some people abuse it. And some people don't do very well with it. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not any of those things. I'm talking from my own experience in 23 years. Mm -hmm. I'd be lying to you if I said that I wasn't one of those. That'd be a flat out lie, all right? But we have to find other ways to relieve that Absolutely. stress. I agree. And we have to find good ways to do it and support each other, like you said, because right. those those things are super important, yeah. super important. Right. Let me ask you, what advice would you give to that new person or anyone out here so let's do the new person and then anyone out here right. on how to deal with their stress for the, for the new person like new, new to our field let me just check that's okay back. you're here so so we have the baby in the background playing with his toys which i think is amazing you know it just says that we're like doing this in real time oh, yeah. and uh you know life is this is real you know we're living we're, we're doing our thing you know so for, for the new person, the, the new police officer, I say, find someone on the job that you look up to. Don't look up to them because they're cool. Don't look up to them because, you know, they're, they're, they're this, they're that, and, you know, they're, 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 they're locking up the world or anything like that. Look at the person who's happy with their job. You know, 
talk to that person, ask that person, you know, get a feel for that person and get to know that person. Right. All right. Understand how that person got to be the way that they are and, you know, why they're happy. And as a new guy, like you really don't want to, you know, I, I've been around our police department since I was literally in diapers. Mm-hmm. I remember. And even when I first got hired, I didn't really, like, I wasn't comfortable. I still felt like, oh, man, I'm just some dumb boot right now. Aww. Like, I wasn't comfortable going up to the guys that, that have been there, you know. Right. Eddie, you know, like, yeah. I wasn't comfortable going up to him, really, and, you know, like, you know, asking, like, what's your secret, you know, nothing like that. Yeah. No, you got, you have to find out. What makes that person happy? And the same way you do with trust, it's it's customizable. Yeah. Figure out why that person's happy. What what that person is passionate about, and kind of model that. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy helping others, whether That's it be right. fellow officers, whether it be the public. Um, you know, coaching things like that. Like that makes that makes me happy. That makes me feel like, you know. I did my job, and I'm I'm doing a good job. Yeah. And you know, to this day, I still don't even. I don't even like saying that. I don't like, you know, I don't like critiquing myself. But the biggest thing is take pride in your work. That's you know, right. Care about yourself. Care about your appearance. Care about what, you know, what what the, the public thinks. Not so much the people, but the public. That's you know, right. You want to be an approachable guy. You treat people the way you'd want to be treated. You treat people the way that you'd want someone to treat your mother or your father while they're, you know, while they're being stopped by a girl. Yeah. Um, What's up? <laughs> And that advice to any other advice that you have? Any words of wisdom? Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Um, don't take life so seriously. You know, and enjoy it. <laughs> and what would and, and my last question to you is, what would you like to see done differently when it as it relates to what we're speaking about about stress and how this is handled? Um. I'd, I'd love to see more of an open line of communication. I'd love to see, you know, the senior guys as opposed to being that that int- intimidation factor or that intimidating, you know, senior officer that's just a salt road dog. I'd like to see some of the senior guys, you know, go to the younger guys, say, hey, I know you had a bad call. Right. Was, you know, what's going on? Talk to me a little about it. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's a generational thing. It is. And I think that, you know, I mean, what you're doing, I think that it's going to, I'm hoping that it's going to inspire a whole other generation of cops because I know as long as I'm here, I'm always going to check up with my fellow officers. That's I don't right. care if Thank you, you. you've been here for 24 years and three, 364 days. Yeah. I'm still going to check up on you and make sure you're okay. Make sure you're good. And if you want to talk, I'm here. I love what you're saying because it, there's a lot in that message and open communication means a lot of things. And I think that in, in us doing this here and, and other people out here, because there's a lot of people talking about it, 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 it sends a message that talking and talking about your feelings, there's nothing wrong with that. Right, Nikki? There's nothing wrong with that. So that in itself is just a start. You know what I mean? It's not weak to talk about feeling upset. It's not weak thinking, hey, you know what? I shouldn't have seen that. And it's not weak wanting someone to debrief you. There's nothing weak about that. Right, right. Actually, what it's saying is I want control. I want control. I, I I, want you to help me feel better. And that means that you're strong, right. you know? So it's recognizing a problem and trying to address it. That's right, that's I, right. I and one other bit of advice, you know, as a hold my son, Family. 
Yes. Too many, you know, and, and we all get it. We're, there's been a, you had a bad day at work and yep. you kind of, you kind of just want to sit on the couch and not think about anything or do anything. Mm-hmm. Well, your family's there. Your family loves you. Take care of your family because at the end of the day, this job's got a shelf life. That's right. It does. Your family that you create, this is, you know, this is, this is another way to relieve stress. I'm happy here at my family. And I'm so happy to see you with your family and you are doing a really fantastic job. I just want to say that um, I've seen you grow up, grow up, of course, and you know, um, I know your dad and your mom and they've done a really great job and I tell, I tell you that all the time. It is so, such an honor to sit here and talk to you about something that most people wouldn't want to talk about especially people your age. Right. So thank you so much for taking time to talk to everyone out here because wellness for you, mindfulness for first responders, everyone listens to these things, you know? And um, it means a lot to me that you took time to sit with us and talk about it. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Anytime. Where can we find you? Are you on social media? I am on social media. Okay. <laughs> are you Are you uh, in your coaching do you have a social media uh, handle? We do. We do. It's a. Uh, what is it? I think it's Long Branch Youth Wrestling. I think it is. Long Branch Youth Wrestling. Uh, so I will. Uh, I will make sure that I add that to your interview here, and so people can follow you and uh, and yeah, just follow you and be like, this this guy's pretty cool. Absolutely. <laughs> You have to bring Chris on next. Yeah. <laughs> With her job. Oh of course. God. I do actually want to talk to her. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow him. And just remember, do something daily to relieve your stress. Place yourself on top of the list. And more importantly, stay safe out there. And I will talk to you soon.